0: Hello and welcome to episode number 53 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast where we talk all about the hobby that makes us happy. Tabletop gaming. I'm with your host, Dan. And I'm Jim. And today we're going to
1: figure out why we collect.
0: This feels weird. (laughs) Know, it so it's kind of it's been it's been longer than a week for us. Yeah, uh, because the last episode that we'd released was essentially two weeks ago, and today's
1: Monday. (laughs) We didn't record last one. No, the previous
0: Monday. Yeah, yeah, it's been two weeks because that was the only kind of recording that we did that week. Yeah, Uh, so I'm back. I was on vacation. And I took, uh, I took like that whole week. (laughs) It felt weird because I got back in the middle of the week, Mm -hmm. and instead of getting back to doing any hobbies and happiness stuff, I'm just like, just gonna relax, (laughs) just gonna relax and just take the week. It felt good, but it felt weird. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I remember mentioning that to my wife, and I'm like, this feels kind of nice, but at the same time, it's very hard for me to just sit around and do nothing. (laughs) <laughs> it's really hard for me to do that. Like, I always have to be doing something. So, uh, yeah. So It's we're, not we're, difficult for me <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time just sitting still. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, if you caught our channel at all, uh, our YouTube channel, um, mm-hmm. I did make a few uh, community posts, of uh, some pictures when I was gone to Tennessee. Yes. And, you know, one of the things that I did while I was on my trip, Jim, I listen to some books. Oh, you did? I, I listen to some books on That's Audible. Weird. <laughs> Which, if you want to listen to your own books, you can visit our affiliate link, audible.com/slash hobbies and happiness. Again, that link will be, if you're watching, will be shown on screen. Uh, www.audible, excuse me, it's audibletrial.com/slash hobbies and happiness. Yep. So if you go to that link, you can sign up for a free 30 day trial where when you sign up for the trial, you get a free credit that if you decide to not uh, not continue the trial after 30 days, you get to keep that free book that you decide uh, to get. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, I've been talking about um, uh, We Are Bob. Yes. The we Are Bob series. Yes haven't finished it yet but I, I did start book four good it's it's it, it's it's a great series guys it's it's a great series and actually you know what we're gonna actually be talking about another book on the podcast today and I'll get into that here in a minute but again guys if you want to sign up for your free trial of audible again head over to to slash hobbies and happiness again www.audibletrial.com hobbies and happiness sign up for your free 30-day trial and get to keep a free audiobook of your choice from the audible store. All right, so uh, I kind of gave you the tease, okay And we Jim did give us that in a very nice intro. Um, but we are talking about why do we collect? Yeah this is a this is a topic that I've uh, I've had on our list for a very long time. So as card game players, right, this topic is like, it's very kind of hard um, uh, what, was, what, was, what was I gonna say it oh it, it it's it's close to home close to okay. home is what I was gonna say okay because like as card game players um that is th- like that's what we do right like that's that's what we're Pretty much, essentially yeah. doing, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, my my iPad here is kind of going <laughs> off, so I want to make sure I silence that. Should have done that before, Dan. Come on, dude. It'd be like that. Yeah. Um, so, and and honestly, like if you've played card games, collectible card games. This is more so to towards the collectible card games, which again, growing up in the nineties, that's all the card games were. They were all collectible. Yeah. Like the nineties, in and of itself, was mm-hmm. the collectible era. Yeah. Like I feel like that collect- and, like
1: early two thousands. Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah. I feel like when I was when I was younger, collectibles were mainstream. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of died down. I forgot about Beanie Babies too. Yes, oh, Beanie man, Babies, that yeah, Beanie Babies was huge. They were humongous. Yeah. So like the collectibles were huge when I was younger. Yeah. Then I felt like as I got older, the cr- the collectible craze sort of dart died down. Yeah. But it, I feel like it's been brought back, and not just from a collectible card standpoint, but just from a collectibles standpoint okay like um i feel like designers manufacturers just companies lean heavily into collectibles Mm -hmm. because they know that the moment you say something's limited edition or something's (laughs) a collectible people will say i want that thing like i want that okay whether it is manipulative whether that is non-manipulative that's not That's not the point. Right. Do companies and some people use um, human nature to their financial advantage? Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be honest, I think it's I think it's kind of disingenuous when people call out companies that do that, because as human beings, we do that every single day, whether you think you do it or not. You manipulate people around you to your benefit every single day, consciously and subconsciously. Yeah. Right. So that's that. And that's why I think it's like it's a it's <laughs> a little disingenuous when you're like, hey, you big company, you don't do that. Only I can do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't say that. I, but I think
1: it's also like some people just don't want to be a statistic, even though no matter what, like people are just always a part of some statistic. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know? That's
0: true. That's true. So, why do – why – and what – I feel like there's a stigma against being a, quote, know. statistic as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't you know. know. what I mean?
1: Well, all right. So a few years ago, I didn't want to be a part of the statistic anymore of like 90-some Americans didn't have $1,000 in savings. So I got <laughs> out of that statistic <laughs> real quick. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah. I, I mean it's not, but it is. It's, it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> – there's yeah. always there's always a, a statistic about something. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're not a part of one statistic, yeah. chances are you're part of another. Yeah.
1: Now I'm part of four percent of <laughs> Americans have more than a thousand dollars in savings. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I can't <laughs> evade it. Yeah. At all. Right. right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: It's just what side do you want to be on? <laughs> right. You know. Right.
0: Right. And 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 honestly, that that should always just be a personal like motivational factor. Yeah type of thing yeah uh so like take that for what it's worth you Mm -hmm. know obviously Mm -hmm. um so yeah um so so you know we we had thought about i i had been thinking i've been thinking about this for a while because as card game players it's like man i want to collect all these cards um for one reason (laughs) or another Mm -hmm. right so today we're gonna we're gonna offer we're gonna offer a few reasons from our perspective right now before we kind of get into those reasons um mm-hmm. i want to want to touch on a few things here okay doing some research okay i came across um an article right it's an article in psychology today by a shirley m Mueller, md so dr Mueller, um she's written it seems like she's written pretty extensively about this topic so she is an art collector <laughs> she is a neuroscientist Okay. And she wrote this article in Psychology Today. And this was written um, in October of 2020. So, fairly recently. Okay. She also has a book entitled Inside the Head of a Collector uh, Neuropsychological Forces at Play. And uh, the subtitle here is The Neuropsychology of an Art Collector Inside the Collector Brain. So, immediately when I came across this, I'm like, Oh man this is this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I actually reached out to Dr. Mueller. Um I'm going to see and I'm, I want to see if we can actually talk to her, uh, have an interview cool. with her. Um
1: I want to see what she thinks about NFTs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like th- that's a that is a it's a perfect segue yeah. like like yeah. In, into that uh, mentality, right? Mm-hmm. So, um in her article uh, the article in Psychology Today is "Collecting: An Urge That's Hard to Resist." Um, she, she states, "Sciences are finally beginning to understand why and how we collect." Um, I'll, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you like a, sh- a short excerpt in here, um, as a collector myself and a, and a physician board certified in neurology and psychiatry trained to ask questions, I wondered too. This curiosity led me into a journey of exploration that guided me to answers, which helped explain not only my behavior, but also that of others. So I'll go, I'm going to go ahead and link this in the description, um, of the podcast and then this video as well. So if you want to check it out, highly recommend you do that. Um, like as as someone who's always on that quest to ask why, right? Exactly. This is like a perfect <laughs> perfect topic. So um, one of the things that she mentioned, and this is this is our point one, right? Um, the reason we collect art is simple. I'm gonna stop there real quick. So again, art. We're talking about card games, right? The merge, but and this is a whole other topic that we're gonna just, that we're gonna dive into at some point. But the intersection of art. In card games, in particular, yeah. is art is so at the forefront of um, card games and cards. The cards in these card games, no. it's they're almost one and the same, right? Mm-hmm. You, we ask a lot, like what the card actually does, <laughs> right? But how often, like if you're a deck builder, like if you're building a deck in in a construct and some type of constructed format for any card game, that you're like, I'm gonna build. A deck around a certain artist or yeah, around true. this certain card, this card style, this card type, yep. right? Because of the art. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I feel like what the card does is here, but the art mm-hmm. on the card is like almost equally as important. And yeah. obviously, again, art is subjective, right? I'm a very objective person, right? I mean, I'm an engineer. I, I'm a very down-to-earth facts first. I want to know the why, right? Very I, I I ground just about everything I do in objective reality. Mm-hmm. Art is not one of those things. <laughs> it's very much not. Yeah. So, and that's what's so fascinating about it, right? Because I remember there was a piece, and I'm gonna say it, it is a piece because all these cards, the the artists who make the art, right, they release the artwork and like they have the art piece. Yep. By itself, and the, like, yeah. they auction that off, they sell it, and people buy it because mm-hmm. it's on my favorite card. Yeah. Like Nico Bolas. Go Bola- pick up a play ne- mat. <laughs> Nico Bolas, Dragon God, yeah. oh, or Nico yeah. Bolas the Ravager. That's some of the best art. Beautiful. Nico huh? Bolas, Dragon God. Uh, Nico Bolas, Dragon God. Yes. That artwork, I love it. It yeah. is is phenomenal.
1: He has so many good artworks. Yeah, right, exactly. Except for the original. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about that one. Yeah. Let's definitely not post that picture yeah. around, around someone.
0: <laughs> but, like, I remember when War of the Spark came out, there was yes. st- a lot of that yes. artwork from the Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. But m- most particularly, that Nico artwork was yeah. just so good. Yeah. Right. So, th- again, that this is a whole other topic for another day, but. That subjectiveness of art, of artwork, and then that how it relates to card games is so for me is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And how many times have you heard sitting down at, at, at the game table and you're like, do I love the art on that card? <laughs> that card looks beautiful. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I feel like I feel like Wizards of the Coast mm-hmm. has done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. really showcasing the artwork. They've they've made it more about the art than about the cards themselves. Yeah. Um, and you know what? And, and that ha- that's, that's almost like a double-edged sword, right? Because yeah. you've got people who are like, why are they're, they're just money grubbing, a money grubbing company who loves money. <laughs> I mean, yes, this is true. Like we live in a capitalistic society. I'm very much a capitalist, right? But at the same time, it's like, I'm not really going to complain because it's like, I want it. <laughs> and again, like that's, that's also, that could be, I won't deny this, a, an example of a company Uh, And I'm not going to say exploiting it, right? Because Mm -hmm. they're definitely benefiting off of it, but they're also commissioning artworks, right? In in some cases, right? They're commissioning artists to make artwork for Mm it, Um, having multiple designs, right? So there's just – there's – there's a lot of ramifications, we'll say, ramifications and consequences for having multiple pieces of art yeah. for one specific card. Mm-hmm. The nice thing, too, like if you're a I'll, I'm, I'm going to say purist because it's the only way I can think to say it. But when you're if you're just concerned about playing the game, not limiting you, not mm-hmm. limiting you on how you can play the game or whether yeah. or not you can play the game. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it, it is from the same point of if you can't afford a certain card. Right, because of the nature of secondary markets and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and you're looking to buy singles. Um, But from the standpoint of like your ability, your your specific ability, you don't have to have ten different versions. All you need is the one that you have.
1: You get the cheapest one. Right, that's all you care about.
0: right, Right, right. Yeah. So, and, oh,
1: one thing I was also going to add, so like yeah. when we were talking about the artwork as well, mm-hmm. but in, in magic, and that it's not just the artwork of the cards, but you can also bring it a little bit more simplified as well. Yeah. You know, we have these five colors in magic, and mm-hmm. a lot of the times people, when they're getting into magic, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I really like how these – just the red cards themselves look or if their mm-hmm. favorite color is red a lot of people just get into that color mm-hmm. or blue same thing with white and black i specifically left out a color uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> and so but yeah it's it's there. the same thing of like <laughs> sure it's not just the artwork but now you simplify it even more of oh i don't know a color i should
0: play but i like red and yeah. as a color so let's play that yeah yeah um All right, before I continue that, I I started talking about this quote, so I'm going to finish it. So she quotes on her website, says, the reason we collect art is simple. It makes us happy in this faraway place. Apart from the rest of our lives, we can't imagine this is different than when than when we are involved in the routine aspects of living. Then we can reliably predict much of what will happen. With art collecting, we don't know what to expect. It can take us anywhere. Mm-hmm. And we can easily anticipate a, a whole new world of excitement. So that quote is specifically talking about art collection, art collecting. And so I can see where she's going with that, right? Um, but what and what I said to Jim was, I'm like, there's obvious implications of trading cards, of card yep. games, right? and And collecting cards, right? Especially, again, we'll bring this back to Magic, right? But especially when we're talking about a game that's been around for almost 30 years now. Like, there's so many cards that are out there, right? And different variations, different mm-hmm. versions, yep. misprints, yep. which often misprints can be valued very high as well. Yep. Um, so, but the, the, the my big takeaway from here was that one sentence, it makes us happy. Point one. Why do we collect? It makes us happy. Makes us happy. Because I like them. Right. <laughs> right. And so, like, again, we're, we're specifically talking about cards, right, in, mm. in, our, in our card games. But in general, and I like that a neuroscientist yeah. pointed this out because it's something that is almost it, – it's obvious, right? But it's also sometimes not really because, mm. like, you, you know that feeling, right? You have that feeling. But you're, it's not one that you, like, think about, per se. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when when I was collecting all those cards, like when War of the Spark came out, and I'm, like, organizing all the Planeswalkers, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need Nico Bolas. It's going for how much? It's the last one I need. Get it. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> got the playset.
0: Yeah, I got the playset, yep. and I used it in, in decks, of course. Yep. Yep. Um, but it's, it's that little... Um, a pump of, um, what's that chemical in the brain? Uh, dopamine. Dop- you, yeah. You yeah. get that dopamine hit. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it makes us happy. Like whether, whether that's good or not, like, and I don't, I don't think you can say being happy is bad. Right. Um, like for, you could be happy for the wrong reasons per se. Right. Mm-hmm. And this could potentially be something. Right. Um, I'm, <laughs> um, my, my grand, my grandmother was a, uh, a habitual hoarder. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> Oof! And me, my uh, my siblings, my cousins, got on her all the time. Like grandma, why? Why? And and now, and she she has since passed on. She passed a few years back. Um, but I was just with my family for a wedding, and mm-hmm. uh, the the house that we were at. Gave me very much a grandma vibes oh, from no. like their antique dealers, so they had a bunch yeah. of stuff everywhere. But like they actually had a purpose, yeah. right? For it's it. a like, bit different. It's at a bit that different, point, yeah. and that's what I said. I'm like, there's that. There's a difference here. Like yeah. this stuff is nice, and like they're reselling most of yeah. it. But at my grandma's house, it was just floor to ceiling and I just don't know junk.
1: when I'm going to need it. You never know when you're going <laughs> to need it. I, I,
0: you know how many times I heard that? <laughs> you <laughs> never know. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But like, but honestly at the end of the day, did that make her happy? Probably a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also that's also like a whole, like a generational thing too. Yeah. someone who went through the depression, right? Mm-hmm. That, that era. Um, So it's a little bit different. And, and I know like I've talked to older generations of mm-hmm. like, it's very different. Like it's just and like their parents, it's it's a lot different. It was very much a lot different um, yeah. because like that was out of necessity, right? The hoarding out of necessity, like in order to survive. Um, yeah. but But um, in, in any case, makes us happy, right? So and and like when, when we were talking before, mm-hmm. like have you did you think about that? Uh, a
1: little bit. So so like right as I sat down, Dan asked me. He's like, "So why do you collect?" I'm like. Or he asked me, does it make you happy? I'm like, well, I guess, like, kind of? Because, you know, like, these games have been my entire life. I was playing, or I was collecting Pokemon pretty much when it came to the U.S. Yeah. I want to say 98, 99, whatever time frame it was. I so, yeah. um, so I was really young. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's a saying in Pokemon, got to catch them all. <laughs> So, so it's just been my life's journey, and still, I don't have every single one, Dan. But so many, and I
0: wonder, I wonder if it's got that had to have been intentional, yeah. But was it intentional to make money? Probably, probably, probably
1: was right because you got to get all the Pokemon cards,
0: right? (laughs) Right, and and how many times have you heard the "Gotta catch catch them all"? Gotta Damn, you catch have no all. clue
1: how many times I've heard I, that.
0: Well, right, I know. <laughs> that's like that's my point.
1: Especially as a kid.
0: Right, right, and like as a kid, mm-hmm. as like as a, I want. How many times did our parents be like, "You gotta get no, no, I don't, wanna them all, I don't <laughs> want to spend the money." I never really asked. Yeah. I never really. It's asked. easier to ask forgiveness <laughs> than permission. Am I right? Am I right?
1: You're not wrong. But exactly. <laughs> but uh, continuing, right? yes. uh, when he was asking me, I'm like, not only has it been like essentially my entire life of playing these games or collecting this stuff, um, it's also at that time, I know that my family wasn't very financially stable. And we had a lot of problems, and I would never just ask for that stuff. So now it's like I'm kind of making my childhood <laughs> self happy, yeah, right. more than I'm making myself happy, <laughs> even though it's literally me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's a different version. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's a different version of you. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, and and so it, throughout this too, like, like yeah, we asked we're, we're asking the question why, right? And I feel like in in bringing up the this article and uh, Dr. Mueller, right? <laughs> I I do I do want to get to. Um, I would love to have her on the podcast and get to talk to her and and listen from a doctor, from a neuroscientist yeah. about like the reasons why we like to do these things. Why does it make us happy, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I'd really like to hear the. Excuse me. The science, yeah, behind like what we know, like what are I've heard this term. Thr- I don't like this term, but it's it it kind of makes sense, especially in this application. Like our lived experience, quote, yeah, right. Like these things make us feel a certain way, right? But I kind of want to get back get back to or behind the but but why? Like why does it make us feeling like this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I can see on the surface the the why, right? Yeah. But but can I? Can we look beyond, look past that, and kind of get to the why in ourselves that it does? If mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So like, in, the next thing I want to touch on, like, I, I feel like this making makes us happy is kind of obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Because why would you do something that makes you unhappy? Right. I mean, uh, I because mean, because
1: it's because it's a job. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: <laughs> right. right. But it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's funny you say that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone today. Um, so my our foreign exchange student uh, who we had, who's working uh, at my company at the moment. Right. We're, we're talking about um, going to school, your career, your passions and whatnot. And he made a statement, which is fairly like mainstream and very much was very much mainstream when I was younger. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sentiment of, well, you're done with school, you go to college to get a good job, right? You get a good job to have a good career to pay you more money to be successful. So the moment success was brought in, I, I asked, I said, okay, define success. Define for me. What is success? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can't, I, I really can't like exactly. Okay. Success is very subjective. I know earlier I said I like being grounded in objective truth and objective reality. Success, again, is really not an objective thing you can measure. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna vary person to exactly. person. Exactly. It is very much subjective. Okay. Yeah. So I very much understand that sentiment of go to school, go to college to get a good job, to be successful and to get have a good life. Like okay, like I, mm-hmm. I see where I see where that's coming from. Growing up, right? That sentence was thrown around so many times, right? Rarely what growing up did I ever hear do what makes you happy. Yep. Do what you love. That's pursue what I think being pursue your passion. Yep. Right. Now you also do have to balance making a living, um, mm-hmm. supporting yourself, supporting your family. Yes, mm-hmm. like Those, those, yes, you do have to. Once a family
1: comes into play, now you got to think about different stuff. Right. If you're by yourself, then you you still have have to support yourself. You can be a bit more, you know. You still have to live with like stuffy, right? You still
0: have to live. You still, you you need to be able to feed yourself. All that stuff, right? All that stuff, right? But, but again, you then need to figure out for yourself, like what does being successful actually look like? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I be successful? So, um, like. And I, I even said, I'm like, but let's take this instead of, I think it's harmful. I did use the word harmful, but I I wasn't really sure what word to use, right? I don't like telling kids, don't like telling young people, especially like high school, high schoolers. I just don't like the default. Well, go to school, go to college, get a good job, yada, yada, <laughs> like that whole rigmarole, right? Mm-hmm. I think it kills entrepreneurship. I think it kills. Oh, yeah. Um, dreams, passions, creativity. Exactly. Exactly. And that is what personally I want to try and instill in my kids and and my children is let's figure out what your passion is. Let's figure what you're good at. Let's figure what you love doing. Then figure out how can we, how can we make it so you can support yourself doing that thing you love. Okay. Because when you're doing that thing you love, then everything else is, I don't want to say everything else is going to come, but you're going to work your butt off. Yeah. To make sure you can support yourself doing this thing that you love, yeah. right? And like that is uh, that's hobbies and happiness. We li- like I literally said, doing what makes us happy, tabletop <laughs> gaming, right? This is literally our passion. And honestly, like if you can't tell how excited I am <laughs> in saying all these things, I don't know what to say, like, guys. <laughs> like personally, like I'm just like, I get so excited when talking about this stuff, right? So I, I think point one kind of goes hand in hand, right? Like I don't, coll- collecting isn't my passion, but it's just, it's really a part of card gaming, yeah. I feel like.
1: It's a part of the hobby. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, especially if we're talking about like opening up a store. Mm-hmm. If we don't have any of this stuff, what are we selling? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, well, cards specifically, not yeah. even so much like no, 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 tabletop. Right. But at that point, it's also like, well, yeah, we're also collecting these other board games and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. So yeah. it's kind of the same thing. It's part of it. It's, yeah.
0: it's, it's, it's part of it for sure. Yeah. Like, there's so many different facets. Um, we, You know, mm-hmm. when we, we talk about uh, opening up a store or whatever, there's there's so many different things, right? Um, and, and like, just oh, having cards and opening and stuff up—it's—it's yeah. it's definitely a part of it. So, um, yeah. So, this is definitely the one that we could talk about the most. Just make making <laughs> us happy, right? Yeah. Right. All right. So, um, I, I really hate this next one. Yeah. <laughs> so much. So point two. So first one was makes us happy, right? Why do we collect? Number two, makes us have a fear of missing out. Makes us have a FOMO, right? Yes. You know, we we the, the term FOMO has been thrown around a lot <laughs> for good reason. I think I think with the um, prevalence of Kickstarter, uh, FOMO yeah. has um, really really come to the forefront of True. the conversation. Anytime you talk about Kickstarter, yeah. um, FOMO has that's normally the first thing that people talk about, right? Yeah. And then these designers, developers, manufacturers, um, publishers. Whoever it is, when they have Kickstarter exclusive, you have people on both sides of the fence, yep. right? Um, I can see both sides, and I know that's a very milquetoast thing to say, <laughs> right? But I, I do because I am one – Jim will attest to this. Jim will attest to this 100% where – okay, get it. All in, all in. <laughs> I'm going to back it. I'll back it. I'll back it. Do, do companies know that there are people like that? Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. They do. Is it manipulative? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but again, but again, like I said at the beginning, like if you're calling it out, okay, you're probably doing the same thing in one area or another. Mm-hmm. Now it's on an absolutely different level, obviously, because you're probably doing it in a more per, uh, personal, um, s- scenario slash setting, if you will. Mm. um, so like, if you don't like it in my in my mind, if you don't like it, then just don't back it, right? Or don't partake, right? Now again, if you do, again that FOMO, and, and again we both do not like FOMO. We do <laughs> not like. I don't like it personally. I when hate com- the feeling. Exactly right. The feeling right. is rough. It is. Uh, personally, I'm very much for. And there are companies out there, um, and I think, and I think that they've got a good. Heart, right, and they've got a good uh, principle Mm -hmm. philosophy behind their principles or why they do what they do. Of we will not do Kickstarter exclusives because of X, right? There are plenty of uh, companies out there who do that, Mm -hmm. and there are also plenty Mm -hmm. of companies out there who don't. DC Deck Building Game just just finished um, their Injustice Kickstarter. Um, I'm excited, like we love that game. I. Do you love that game, Jim? I'd say so. Yeah, I would say so. It's 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 my it's my first deck building game. Yep. The first one I played. I I enjoy it. I really really do love it. Mm-hmm. But again, you'd be hard-pressed to find a card game that I don't like. It has its flaws, but I still like it. <laughs> they all do. Um yeah. so yeah. before we move on, what flaws are what flaws are you particularly Look, talking Look,
1: man, about? when someone gets a card that allows them to start blowing stuff up and their Either hand or discard, <laughs> and the other person doesn't, it's always a bad
0: time, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> always the first the first time that I played um but first. That's time that card I've, games. Right, exactly. Anytime something bad happens in a card game, somebody complains about it normally. <laughs> I'm just like, and I've complained about that too. Mm-hmm. I complain about it, but yeah. I'm like, variance. I mean, it's a card game, yeah. like Variance is is absolutely a huge part of the game, right? But what I was going to say was the first time that I played a DC deck builder was the core set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the game, the card super strength, Holy plus five power. It's like no. whoever got that, because that was like, that was the one card in the main set that gave you a bunch of power. It was that one in Superman. Superman was like plus six power, and then you get all the superpowers from your discard. Into your hand, it's like yeah, uh, okay, like that. yeah, that that that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So and that's and that, those were the big drops, the mm-hmm. the the big cost cards. Yeah. If one person got it, they
1: because how much won power it. did Lobo give? Was that also five or was that four?
0: Might have been four. Okay, I'm not I'm sure. Not I'd remember. I'd have to double check. Yeah. But Lobo Lobo, you could blow up two cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, I think it was blow up two cards or something. Oh, yeah. Lobo's busted. is Lobo so much it was better. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take
1: four power yeah. and blow up two cards any day.
0: <laughs> yeah but like like any card game like any game mm-hmm. right, right it has its flaws yeah um but but they leaned very heavily into kickstarter exclusives yeah. um i wasn't the biggest fan and you know we have a lot of dc deck building game content and we're going to continue to have a lot of dc deck building game content on, on the channel um But, like, did I have my issues with the Kickstarter? Yeah, of course. Like, I'm never 100% happy with how somebody (laughs) decides to do it. But I also recognize and realize it's their company. They're going to do what they want. They also are trying to make money, right? So I can't, as somebody who tries to make money every day to survive, support (laughs) family, support a company, grow a company, like, Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, and honestly, I think it's great that we're able to do that, Mm -hmm. right? Like that, the fact that we have the ability to be able to raise money to make money and then support ourselves through that is awesome.
1: What was, what's a Kickstarter that you could have gotten into at a specific tier amount
0: that you were like, I wish I could have done it like a game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we talking, like, is there a game specifically, or are you yeah. talking about a specific tier? A lo- so, so, either or.
1: So, like, in a um, in a game that's already gone, like, you got a base version of it because you're like, I don't really want to spend the extra money to get this higher tier. <laughs> but you could have also been like, I really wish I got that one because it was, uh, but now it's gone, obviously.
0: Man, that is, uh... <clears throat> here's one. Um, SRG uh-huh. that, um, you know what you came in talking about? Yeah. The, the the wrestling, wrestling one, the yeah. wrestling card game. I had that backed and then I canceled it. Oh, okay. I had that backed and I canceled it. That game was a lot of fun. And then, I, and then I'm like, <laughs> then we met you the game dummy. <laughs> no, this was after, this oh, was, after. Oh, was after, there was a reason. I can't remember why oh, I canceled it. Wow. I can't remember why I canceled it, but. I was, I recently looked back at, at all my Kickstarters yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. looking to see like where stuff is yeah. in, the, in the process. And then I go, oh, you idiot. And I call <laughs> myself an idiot. I'm like, you dummy. Why did, wow. why, why did you cancel that, wow. man? So yeah, that, that was that one. Day. That was one. Yeah. yeah. So there,
1: there's only one I can really think of. And that was a few years ago when ashes of creation, uh, an MMO I've been waiting on for like four years now. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was in Kickstarter at yeah. the time. It was the highest, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the highest game on Kickstarter, but like the highest MMO, MMO mm-hmm. uh, backed project with yeah. like $3.2 million or something like that. And That's um, crazy. yeah. And uh, back then, for $500, if you backed it, you would get a lifetime subscription to their game. And I was like super hyped for this game, but at that time I didn't really have the money. Yeah, (laughs) so (laughs)
0: that's a good chunk of change.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not a small a number either. Not a small
0: amount. No, and
1: especially when you know the. So normally MMOs tend to take at least five years to make. Yeah, and they were just in the starting process. Yeah, so it's like it's going to be a while till I even get this. Right. Right. So. Soon it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> this was four years ago. Yeah, they're in alpha testing. Okay, yeah, they're in alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember you talking about that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, five hundred bucks. I could have. That could have been mine. That, that's you know? crazy, though. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, FOMO. Like, if you if you get it, it's great. Yeah. But a, a good example too is here to slay. Yeah. Here to slay and unstable unicorns. Mm-hmm. Okay. More specifically, Unstable Unicorns, OK? Because Unstable Unicorns, um, great card game. I love that card <laughs> game so much. Um, Unstable Unicorns, like, you can buy retail versions, right? And I have. Like, I have everything that they've released at retail. Mm-hmm. But when I got into the game, I found that there's these other Kickstarter exclusive versions. There's a, con- It was like a control-specific package. Get it. Exactly, you can't. <laughs> I can't get it.
1: How much is it?
0: You can't find it. That's the oh problem.
1: Gosh. Okay. Like
0: it's 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 number one hard to find, yeah. and then number two, if you do find it, it's extreme. It's yeah. like four or five hundred bucks. Oh, for for a copy of here like a, an expansion to Here to Slay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Unstable Unicorns. Yeah. So that's that's one where I'm like, okay. For for someone who like wasn't even in the hobby or in the space at the time, mm-hmm. that's a huge feel bad. Yeah, that's a big feel bad, right? Yeah. So again, I don't begrudge companies who do that because I get I get it. Your goal, you're trying to max maximize profits. Yeah. Um,
1: Maybe we should specialize in Kickstarter exclusive secondary work. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. So, like, as so that that's where it's like, a, as a publisher, as a designer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, first and foremost, like, if you're a public company, your duties are your shareholders yeah. and maximizing profits, right? But most of these companies are not public companies; they're small mm-hmm. developers. Um But in the case of DC Deck Builder, Cryptozoic Entertainment is a fairly large company, yeah. right? Now, I don't know; I don't know if it's public or not, right? Um, could very well be a private company, most likely is a private company. But it's still a much larger company than uh, the, for like what Kickstarter was originally intended mm. for were smaller publishers, smaller designers to yeah. get their project out there, like yep. Spirit Tools, right? Like Daniel, yep. like creators like that. That's kind of what the original intention for Kickstarter was, mm-hmm. right? I have zero <coughs> gripes with any company utilizing a service or a company like Kickstarter or GameFound, right? Because there's a lot of advantages for any company to use uh, Kickstarter, right? Um, but, however, when these larger companies do, the larger companies in particular, they normally have the, we're all about making money because as a much larger company, yeah. more people to pay, more yeah. overhead, they need to make more money. Yeah. So they c- really can't afford to... Have principles for lack of a better for lack of a better <laughs> word, right? Different Yeah, right. Exactly. That, that's that's a that's a much better way of saying it. Right. Mine was very much tongue in cheek, yeah. <laughs> um, intentionally tongue in cheek. Uh, obviously. <laughs> Um, but If still, they know they
1: need to pay the people working on their right, stuff, their morals right. are already there at least. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, sure, of course. Like they have obligations that yeah. they just can't – like if it's just one guy, he's yeah. like, OK, how much money do I want to yeah. make, right? If it's just you're just worried about yourself, yeah. that's a whole different thing unless, OK, I have 10 employees so I need to pay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's where like your priority mostly, most yeah. likely is, is your employees okay. over anything else, right? Yeah. So that's where the bigger the company, the more people you, that are there, the more it's, there's a lot more involvement there. They're just more money more problems. Exactly. <laughs> more money, more problems, right? <laughs> exactly. But that's that's it. Mm-hmm. That that that's really it. So yeah. and that's why where I'm like I get it. Like I do not begrudge companies who would do things a way that I'm not the biggest fan of, or I just don't like they they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's a free country. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's number two. Uh, makes us have FOMO. Number one, makes us happy. Number two, makes us have a fear of missing out. And then number three, it makes us money. Why do we collect? It makes us money. Yep. yep. 100%. I mean, why? that's got to be, that has to be a big reason for art collection, right? Yeah. Especially art pieces where you're talking about, you um, millions of dollars in in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. right um and how many times are people like i have a full collection again talking bring it back to cards right a full collection of first edition power nines Mm
1: -hmm. base set shadowless charizards Mm -hmm. you know Mm
0: mm-hmm at the time, if you're collecting it, you may not realize the future worth mm. of, of something, right? Mm-hmm. But that's uh, – I kind of want to touch on Flesh and Blood now, right? Yeah. Flesh and Blood, uh, Legend Story Studios kind of had – like their motto was like players first, yeah. something similar yeah. to that. Um, but they had – they specifically had first edition boxes that mm-hmm. you like you can't get for anything anymore, like new sets that come out. They'll have, okay. here's first edition set. Here's your first edition edition boxes. Then they have after that, they're gone. They're they sold out of those. Then they move on to unlimited, which, again, that's a way like as a player, like if you want to play and you're not concerned about the collecting aspect, Mm -hmm. because there's really two different when we're talking about card games, right? You have the play play side and then you have the collecting side, Mm -hmm. right? We're playing with these art pieces, right? Uh, Like Flesh and Blood recently had their pro tour, okay? Um, I I was watching some streams, some videos from the tournament, and I see some of these people who they come with their collection, right? Which normally if, (laughs) I mean, there's my channel fireball. So like we'll just have, they'll bring their deck in like in a deck box, right? Something small like this, right? Now there were people who showed up. With their deck for the event, it was like this. In a hard case. In a hard PSA case. Graded. Exactly. <laughs> with each card, like there were cards that were like in your arsenal. I can't, it's been a while since I've played Flesh and Blood, mm-hmm. okay? But there were cards that like were in your, I, I believe it's your arsenal yeah. that you can use uh, once in the Destroyer or whatever. It yeah. depends on the card. Yeah. But the ones that are out, they were like in those PSA graded cases that are like super thick. Mine's yeah. like so yeah. thick. They're like they set it out and it's like this giant piece of glass <laughs> with a card in it. That's like it's crazy. Yep.
1: Yep. It's
0: insane. To, and there was and it's not like there's one person doing this, but there are mo- there were a lot of people <laughs> who did that. There's,
1: there's also people that will do that with uh, vintage magic as well. Like have a bunch of PSA graded stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, let me shuffle this. And it's like clunk, 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 yeah. clunk, clunk. clunk. <laughs> and they're just stacking this yeah. thing.
0: <laughs> so like when you approach collecting from um from the mindset of an investor, mm-hmm. right? Like you're gonna approach it differently. Like there's, like, three mindsets, right? And, like, we've kind of laid out three points here, right? But from a card game standpoint, right, you've mm. got the player, you have the collector, and you've got the investor, yep. right? Yep. And so, like, it kind of touches on three different area, parts of your brain kind of a little bit, right?
1: Yeah. It's hard to be all three.
0: No, right. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. It's difficult. It, it is. It is. So, like, for me... The reason that I, I love it is I, I'm a player. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a player first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm more of a collector. And then I feel like, lastly, I'm an investor. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I, I remember when I was getting all the cards from Word of the Spark. And then that was kind of my collection, collecting phase. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? Like these A lot of these cards have value. And they're mm-hmm. going to retain value. And some will go up in value. Some will go down in value. Mm-hmm. But... The value's there, right? So it's not like I'm just throwing away money, right? Yeah. Because I, I feel in card game, again, collectible and trading card games specifically, you're not throwing away money, okay? Yeah. Now, expandable card games is very much a different story. And that's, and that's the biggest difference between these trading and collectible cards versus any other card game, right? Mm-hmm. There's that market for trade uh, singles, like for CCGs, yeah. And TCG cards. Yep. Collectibles. Yeah, secondary market, yeah. Like, I, I've got back here the Versus system, right? The Versus system, 2PCG for upper deck, been around for a while. But again, like, those cards aren't worth a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? Because the game itself isn't heavily played. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get into it, just buy a box of the cards and, like, They're not hard to get. Like if you just buy a box, you get the box and you have everything in the box, which from a players from a playing standpoint, that's great. Mm -hmm. But again, like as a card game player, you have to also thinking about you got to think about the value because the person making the game needs to be able to make money Mm -hmm. so they can reinvest back into the game to make more cards to keep the game going and so on and so on. And so it's it is very much cyclical very 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 much cyclical and that's why when i hear non card game players complain about prices and even sometimes card game players too right complain about prices like some of the cards are ridiculous <laughs> they are they are they are but i but also again i i'm i'm always coming at it from the standpoint of okay this, like there's a there's some nuance to it but there's a lot there there's mm-hmm. so much there that you can't just be like, why can't the people who make this game just come in and then just do X, Y, and Z, and then make it so everybody, everything's affordable and everybody can get into this game, yada, 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 yada. That, that's
1: actually a huge discussion in Magic the Gathering. Yes, that's exactly have, what I'm talking about. We have two real, pretty big YouTubers, uh, Alpha Investments, Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> yeah, Rudy. Uh, uh, floppy tacos guys. And we have, uh, <laughs> I can't even remember his name now. The professor. The professor <laughs> yeah, yeah. At uh, a yeah. ju- is it Tolarian community college? Yeah, commu- I was going to say, which Junior honestly, college.
0: both of these guys, I really want to have yeah. on the show yeah. and talk to yeah. them because they're both. Gr- okay. If you don't, if you haven't go check both of them out mm-hmm. and then you decide for yourself who you like, who you don't like whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Yeah. Personally, I enjoy both of them. Very different perspectives. Yeah. Very, very, very different, different. perspectives. Yeah.
1: Um, Rudy definitely cares again, it's in the name Alpha Investments. Mm-hmm. He really cares that these cards retain value mm-hmm. and doesn't want as many out there to the public. He wants to have scarcity, where uh, the professor is like, make it to where every single person has every single card.
0: Now, now, f- those two in particular, you have Rudy. I I talked about I literally just said you have the player you have the collector you have the investor, Rudy's the investor. Yeah. Okay. The professor's the player. Yeah. He comes at it from the player standpoint, yeah. right? So when you're approaching a topic like this, that there's there's a lot of different um, angles and aspects to think about. There's there, there's two big ones right there. Yeah. You've got the player <laughs> from and and uh, two two professors credit two profs credit. He always, every single issue he approaches from the player's standpoint. Yeah,
1: which is very important.
0: Absolutely. It's huge. And that can never whether you agree with him or disagree with him, that and honestly, big props to him because he's very consistent. Whether yeah. you agree or disagree, he is consistent on every issue. He always approaches it from the player's standpoint. Yeah. Um and like he's a vo- I feel like he's a voice to the players for the players, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um like for people who, and he's huge. He's I think his channel now is about seven hundred thousand. Um, big channel. Wow. So a big, huge fan. Um, mm-hmm. here for I've been for the watching professor. him for years. A long time, a long time. Um, I think the f- oh man, when was the first time I saw him? When honest? No, when I got into card games, was it was his channel. Yeah. that was he was one of the first card yeah. game channels that I found and it was like this guy yeah. explained all this so, yeah, it so was, well it
1: was him and dev yes
0: absolutely <laughs> those
1: are the first two for me
0: yeah so um, I've've sent I've sent out a few emails to to the professor trying to get him on but um, I would love to have him on uh, yeah. there's a lot of people that I'd love to get on the show um, but he's definitely one of them mm-hmm. um, but yeah and then you have Rudy who again very consistent every issue he comes up, from the investment side yeah. of, of the puzzle piece, um, yeah. so honestly, guys, like look and see what it's it's hard to say some you're wrong or you're right when a topic like this. There's a lot. There's really a lot that's involved mm-hmm. to it. Which um,
1: also, like when we were talking about flesh and blood, they have the first editions, right? Yeah. And then they come yeah. out with the unlimited, unlimited editions, is, yeah. and these are two hugely different priced products yeah, as well. They are. Yeah. Uh, I forget exactly how much like first edition packs go for, but then when you get to the unlimited, those those are just the normal four or five dollar packs in comparison to like twenty plus dollars. Yeah, right. Um, so like then sometimes it's like. Or it pays attention to both sides of that coin. It's like the investor's side, mm-hmm. the collector side as well, and then the player's side. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Flesh and Blood's doing an amazing job with how mm-hmm. they have stuff set up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They they're they're doing they're doing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And honestly I, I, the players seem to think so too like communities yep. really really take to legend yeah. story studios um the stand that legends Stu- legend story studios has um they really want to get players into these uh, lgs's local game stores to play their game yep. um i think i think what legend story studios is doing with with fab is phenomenal um yeah. so yeah that's just that's a game that i would like to get into more it's just it's expensive yeah. It is a it is an expensive game to get into.
1: The the thing that I find really difficult about getting into another card game, it's not so much the money aspect. It's do I have people that also want to play this game?
0: Mm, yeah. Because
1: if I yeah. only have like one other person, I'm not going Which to you, really dive you'll into it. You
0: always have one. Yeah. You always have the one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I, I just won't dive really yeah. head first yeah, head into first. it. For sure. To where if Absolutely. it's like – you know, we have like eight people who are all interested in this one yeah. game, and it's like, well, okay, we're playing it every week or right. something along those lines. I'm going to get more into right. it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally, totally different. Yeah. So um, yeah. So so for us, for us, we've you've got our three our three things. Number one, why we collect, it makes us happy. Yes. Why we collect, it makes us happy. And again, this whole conversation revolved mostly around cards. Cards and card games, right? Yep. Number two, it makes us have a FOMO. Um, that's kind of a weird thing to say, but it's very true. Especially yeah. if you're a player, you know it's true. You true. know you you know you pick it up, <laughs> and you're like, gotta have it because I don't want to miss it. Yeah,
1: that miss secret lair?
0: Oh, that per- perfect example because uh, because two, <laughs> you don't know what the price is going to be on yeah. a secondary market. Yeah. You don't yeah. know what it is. Like, I've got my Bob Ross lands over here somewhere. <laughs> that was also cool. I like Bob. Those those, those lands, I'm like, yeah. sign me up, man. Yeah. Sign me up on those ones. Yeah. Those are cool.
1: I like the full text box lands. Yeah. With, with zero all, art. With zero art,
0: just all text. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. And then number three, the third reason why we collect makes us money. It makes yeah. us that cold, hard cash, man. Yeah. And honestly, whether you think, I feel like whether you think about it or not, I think at least one of these aspects applies to you, applies to you why you collect cards. Like if you're a card game player and you like collecting cards, one of these has got to apply in one aspect or another. So is there was there one other thing that you thought about or that? I mean, I feel like this kind of gives us the gamut. Yeah. Kind of from like our standpoint. So I would love to in the future, I'd love to get on, get and talk to Dr. Mueller. That would be that'd be really yeah. good. So um, like I said, guys, I will post uh, that initial link, uh, the the article titled Collecting an Urge That's Hard to Resist. Then also her website, where if you head over to her website, um, you can find a link to her book inside the head of a collector, Neuropsychological Forces at Play. So you can purchase her book there. If you're at all interested in the neurology or the ne- those neuropsychological forces like she mentioned here, if that interests you, I would definitely go check that out. Because like, as someone who's always asking that question, why, um, yep. very much interests me. And that's exactly why we did the podcast today. Yep. Like This whole episode kind of looked at that whole reason so i'd really like to get to that why behind mm-hmm. i'd like to get to the why behind the why like we yeah. gave you the why's like ours the ones that make us certain thing mm. but then kind of get get let's get past i'd really really like to do that so with that <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about another thing that makes us happy another card we collected what's that what are we doing jim
1: We're going to talk about the Avengers
0: Mansion. Also known as the card of the week. Yes. Card of the week. (laughs) Jim, what's the card of the week? (laughs) I forgot. Avengers Mansion. Yeah, I know. I just said it. (laughs) Avengers (laughs) Mansion. All right. So this is the first Marvel Champions card we're talking about. Um, First of all, if you have not, which you probably have. No, I'm not going to say you probably have. If you have not seen our most recent gameplay video, check it out. Guys, I had a lot of fun making that one. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun making that video, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, One of the things I'm always asking when it comes to our gameplay videos is, how can I make this better? How can I make this a little bit better for our viewers watching? And kind of how can I make this more fun?
1: (laughs) Now I'm just making. thinking about some troll being like, stop making them.
0: That's how you can make them better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go write this. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you are. Let's let's be let's be real. All right, so Avengers Mansion. Avengers yes. Mansion, great, great card. Avengers Mansion is a four-cost support. It is an Avenger location. It has the text max one per player. Yes. It has a mental resource on it. And then it has the action exhaust Avengers Mansion. Choose a player. That player draws a card. Jim, yeah. can you tell us why this is a powerful effect? So I
1: think the part that makes it really powerful is that it's colorless and can be mm. played in every single deck. Yeah. But it doesn't have to just be you. If you're playing with another person or two other people, you can choose one of them to also or to instead draw the card. Mm-hmm. So, very very powerful. So, and not to mention, card draw is like one of the best things you can do in a card in game. Our, in card games, so. ever
0: ever absolutely. But in this game in particular, mm-hmm. what are cards? Those are
1: your resources.
0: Exactly. Like your cards, do the things that you want to do in the game, yep. but they also act as a resource. Yep. So the biggest the biggest drawback to this card is it costs four. Yes. <laughs> so what that means, it costs... It's an five. investment. Worst, worst case, it costs five cards in hand. The card yeah. itself yep. and then four other cards. Yep. That's worst case scenario. And honestly, guys, if you're going to pay for it like that, don't do it. Not worth it. I don't know if it's worth it.
1: Uh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> All right. If we're saying turn one... Do it. And do turn
0: one. Absolutely. Do
1: <laughs> turn one. Do, yes. Turn right, it one. Really do it really depends on what else you have in your hand. Correct. Then. So correct. Uh, yeah. Correct. It might yes. not be worth it.
0: But uh, th- think, of, uh, think about turn one over the course of the game. So our our last game. Yeah. Okay. It went ten rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was looking at it today. The game went ten rounds. Mm-hmm. So if you drop this turn one, that draws you ten cards. Yes. Ten resources. Absolutely worth it on turn one.
1: Yeah. Hundred. Because then at that point you're essentially netting six resources at that point mm-hmm. you pay the, four, pay the four or i guess you could also say five, five. Yeah, more so you're five, netting yeah.
0: five So netting five yeah 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 so you're you're up five on the entire game the that's earlier good. the better absolutely i mean and and any resource generator mm-hmm. it's always the earlier the better yeah. right that's why like if you're building or and or piling a deck prioritize your resource generators your card draw Yeah those permanent cards that will gain you the most value over time mm-hmm. anything that's a resource re value generator well, i'm just going to call it a value generator because i think in this game in particular that's kind of how you have to look at it from a card draw and resource generation yep. they're essentially the same effect because it's generating value yep. right because in this ga- in this game in particular, cards equal resources. Yep. So we can we can kind of view them in the same uh, same aspect, right? Mm. Of of value generation. So but yeah, the biggest the biggest downside is that four costs. So when I first got into the game, <laughs> when I first got into the game, starting to figure out like cost and yep. like how stuff's paid for. Yep. Anytime I ever saw four, I'm like, four. Oh, that's, that's like all I can do. That's all lot. I can do. Yeah. It's like all you can do in a turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you got, you have to balance. Okay. What am I going to be able to do this turn? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then what's coming? Mm -hmm. What's the villain going to be able to do? Am I in hero form? Am I in alter ego form? What am I going to do? Then what's the villain going to do? Um, But also, like you said, the fact that this is a colorless card, it's a basic card. Huge. Huge. Any, any hero, any hero can run this in their deck. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, and, and now, I mean, over the course of a few years uh, that Champions has been out, there's multiple, there's more card effects that do something similar, but this is like the OG for the game, because this was, was in have, the core set.
1: Now you could have redundancy at that point, though. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly.
1: Which is never a bad thing.
0: Right. Yeah, because this says max one per player, yeah. right? So you can only have one of these yeah. in your deck. Uh, well, out on play. No, so I- Uh. I think oh it's not a unique. Yeah. But I don't know if you'd want to do that. Probably, Probably not. You wouldn't want to <laughs> but you wouldn't want to have multiple in your deck. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. really make sense. Yeah.
1: The only thing is if you wanted to see it sooner than normal. That's the only thing.
0: Yeah, but then so it, it's and, not it, worth it. Uh, right. It's not. It, but also I cuz what I was just going to say was it's a dead card at that point. Yeah. It's not, it's not though. Dead. It's
1: not though. It's just a A science or a resource. it's it's a mental resource. resource. It's
0: a mental resource, right? But I'd much rather have a different (laughs) card in my hand that can do more things than just do one thing. Yeah. Right. True. So man, the way you think about (laughs) the way you think about cards is so different in Marvel Champions than Mm -hmm. for us, any other card game, because you know, we, we bring everything. Normally we bring everything back to magic. Yeah. And so everything that I know about card games is informed through magic. Yeah. So then when you go to a game like Marvel Champions or even Lord of the Rings or Arkham Horror, yeah. right, these co-op expandable games, it's so different in thinking about how I evaluate a, a card, mm. just a card, like how do I evaluate it? Yeah. So like the term dead, it's a dead card, is not really applicable in yeah. Marvel Champions, yeah. right? Because you can still use it because a dead card... Um, Like I was just playing um, Magic the Gathering. If you caught me on stream the other day, um, I was streaming some Magic Arena um, and I played some old decks Mm -hmm. and then I went on and I updated some decks. And I can't remember what I was playing, but I'm like, this is a literal dead card in my hand. I literally cannot do anything with this card. Why is it in my hand? I hate it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But that's never going to be the case in the game like World Champions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you may not be able to utilize it for the main thing. Like, in this case, if I had another Avengers Mansion, mm. I would not be able to play it, put it on board if I have one already on board. Mm. I just have to utilize it as a resource.
1: Although, it would be pretty nice if, say, you, like, drew into that one into your hand, right? The extra copy. that Then you already had this one out on board. And, and the, uh, the, the villain...
0: Made me sack it or made you it. sack
1: it, or somehow of being like, Well, I have this other one in hand, so it's really not that bad, right. other than you got
0: to pay for mana, right? You got to pay four yeah. more mana, and yeah. then basically take a turn off, yeah, yeah. Or if you're able to pay for it and then have that split personality card for She Hulk, flip yeah. your form and then draw up to your hand size, yeah. so play it. Play the Avengers Mansion somehow, then do the split personality, which I can't remember if that's an event. It might be an event. I can't Probably. Remember. Most likely. Um,
1: but that was – She-Hulk is fun. She's so good. She's so good. And, and I was also thinking about it, right? Um, the best I've ever been in this game uh-huh. was when I was going aggro. Yeah, And normally Dan tends to not really play aggro. So yeah. like yeah. every time that we get into those like longer term games, right? Dan's just always like popping off and setting up his board state. And I'm just like, I, uh, I guess I punch him in the face for 15 damage. Yeah, <laughs> 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 and, and It's like you look at my board and it's super bare, yeah. but I'm just You're like able to progressing punch. the game. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, because we talked about or. Er, uh, I don't think that video has gone up, but we've we've discussed it in the past. Of the the support deck I was playing of Miss Oh Miss Captain Marvel, Marvel, Captain Marvel. Okay. And I don't I didn't feel really good playing that deck. Okay. But I had fun playing it. I just don't think I was doing a good job playing the list.
0: Right. And 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 granted, that was like your first time playing that list. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And so, and even going into another game, I don't know if I would feel better playing mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. even though I'd be more familiar with the cards but it mm-hmm. just it was a completely different setup mm-hmm. and even at the end of the, our game Dan was like how much damage did you do I'm like I, like next to nothing because it was just like <laughs> deck- it wasn't that sort of deck and yeah. I also am not used to this style of play right right Right. So, but every other time I was uh,
0: like that first time you played Iron, Iron Man, Man. Oh, dude, yeah.
1: I was destroying as yeah. Iron Man, and then dude, the She Hulk. To, game? We need to play Iron oh. Man
0: and Iron Heart.
1: Yes, I don't care which one I play at that yeah, time. It's,
0: right, <laughs> Right. are so good. Right, the, that. Oh, let's. I, I would love to build. We'll have to build an Iron Man deck and an yeah. Iron Heart deck, and yeah. then take on some something. We'll have to take yeah. on. We'll take on we'll Ultron. Yeah, take on Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Ultron we we'll like Iron I Man summon and a bunch of
1: bots, and we're like. F your bots, dude. <laughs> They're all dead all the
0: time. <laughs> all right, it, let us know in the it, let us know down below if you want to see Iron Man and Iron Heart in a future Marvel Champions video. I'm gonna comment um, that too, or uh, maybe we'll stream that one. Yes, um, yeah, that would be fun. Or do both, live we'll yeah. a video and stream it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be mm-hmm. sweet. So, um, all right, well that that's the card of the week for this week. Um, Avengers Mansion. Uh, let us know your thoughts. If you're a Marvel Champions player, uh, do you like Avengers Mansion? Which how can't you? How can you not? I mean, I feel like the I feel like the only complaint would be it's a four cost. Yeah. That's got yeah. that would probably be the only complaint. Um, which honestly, anytime there's something that costs four, I feel like the first question is 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 it worth it?
1: Is it how good is it? Yeah, well, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Like, is it worth the four? <laughs> yeah. Is it worth the four cost? Which in this case, I think the answer is yes. Yeah.
1: If I had a card that was like four mana deals thirteen damage, okay. I'm playing it. Yeah. All day, I'll have multiple copies in my deck, if allowed. Yeah. And I'll just be like, pitch my entire hand, deal thirteen face, attack with my dude, yeah. activate effect, restand, attack again, and I'm just like, well, that was twenty damage in a single yeah. turn.
0: Yep.
1: Sign me up.
0: Yeah. Um, last thing I'm gonna say, every time we talk about Marvel Champions, where I see us playing the game, like editing a video, I remember how much I love this game. Yeah. I remember <laughs> this game is a lot of fun and every single time I play it it brings me a lot of joy mm-hmm. it makes it makes me happy. It's a fun game very enjoyable and if you have never played you need to go check out some of our videos um, you can go to our channel you can find a find a bunch of videos not enough not nearly enough <laughs> we're gonna be making more Marvel Champions content in the future. Yes. Um, and also real quick shout out to Tony Tails. Tony Tails is another uh, content creator. Um, recently commented on our uh, thousand subscriber giveaway which if you haven't go check that out um, gave us congratulations but he's a big marvel champions uh, content creator that's all he does content for is around marvel champions he's got a lot of content out about explaining the game these different archetypes um, which yours would be there there is an archetype in the game it's called rush like a rush system exactly it's it's basically aggro it's all about defeating the villain in like two three four turns as quickly as possible before the villain has a chance to do any sort of setup so if there's heroes (laughs) like that's 100 your style for this type of game so go check out tony tales i'll link i'll make sure i leave a link to his channel in the description Mm -hmm. but i feel remiss because i don't think i've ever mentioned him yet on the channel so go check his content out as well all right, so that's 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 today's episode, guys. That's all we got for you today. Really great episode. I've want, been wanting to talk about this for a while. I kind of want to keep talking about this topic because it's a really, I don't want to say it's important, but it's it's very interesting. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like anyone who's kind of in this space, they've you've asked a question in in one way or another. I guarantee you, you have. <laughs> yeah. So
1: when, when you <laughs> sent me the stuff uh, on Discord, like on the drive here, I was just thinking <laughs> about it. Yeah. Like right. it was something I never yeah. thought about and yeah. then it was like now exactly. well, this
0: is all I'm thinking about. Exactly, so. right, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, man, why why do I do <laughs> that? Thanks, Ah, Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So um, why do you collect? If you're a card game player, card game collector, art collector. Maybe they missed out on the Beanie Babies
1: and they're like, I need to find the next Beanie Baby.
0: (laughs) A fear of missing out. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if you've got some reasons that don't line up with one of these three. And honestly, if you do, it probably lines up one way or another with it makes you happy. But if you've got some specific, let us know in the comments. I'd be very interested to know. Shoot us an email if you've got a good story. We love hearing stories. Yes. So, um, all right, that's all i got for you today. Jim, where can people find you on it, the internet? Yeah,
1: you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Jim Morgan H-N-H.
0: All right, you guys can find me on Instagram at Daniel.G.Campbell and on Twitter at underscore DG Campbell. Head over to our website, www.hobbiesandhappiness.com. Again, www.hobbiesandhappiness.com. Find all of our links to our socials there podcast Uh, i still need to build up that website more but it it's got what it needs for now Mm -hmm. um so go check us out there head over to youtube channel check out the thousand subscriber giveaway which we will be announcing the winner to that in about a week next week's stream we plan on announcing that um yeah because we just had our stream uh, last weekend, so next weekend, we plan yeah. on. Yeah, having this weekend. Correct. Correct. That. The following yeah. weekend, we plan on having a stream, uh, our, our bi weekly stream, where we will announce the winner to that giveaway. Yes. Stay tuned for that. If you haven't, if you have not entered, go look at the video. Go, go look at it. We'll post it. Post it down below.
1: We'll wait here for you. Pause this. Go look at that. Come back. back We're saying bye. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks everybody for being here. We will catch you in the next episode. See everybody. Take care.